0: I was good until he started crying. <laughs> I didn't hold it together. Y'all love that song? Was that song not great? Our friends at Elevation Church wrote that song. Stephen, Pastor Stephen Furtick and his team. And it just seems like—I mean, every time they sneeze, a great song comes out. It's—they're just gifted and anointed. Like they, I'll get a new song and I'll listen to it and I'll be weeping, going, "Yes, that's decent." God. Anyway, I'm um, gonna start out with an easy question today. It's an easy question. It's an all skate. You don't even have to be a Christian. And and let me just tell you, you know the answer to this question. You don't. You're not even gonna have to turn to your neighbor and ask. How many of you have a birthday this month? Your birthday is in February. Raise your hand. Raise it high because I, I'm half blind. Okay. Okay. Some of y'all did this. I, yeah. Okay. And, and l- listen, you know or you don't. And now, if you're born on February 29th to that leap year thing, you can claim February or March. I don't know, but most people know. How many got a birthday this week? This week is your birthday. You shared a, a, a birthday week with Philip. Okay. How many's birthday is today? Like today is your birthday. Anybody? Who? One person? In the whole room? Two people? Two people. That's it? Is it your, your birthday's today, and your birthday's today? That's amazing, two people. I got a birthday present for y'all. Do y'all want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? Right before I walked on stage, this is not a lie. I put two one hundred dollar bills in my back pocket. So if it's your birthday, come get hundred dollars. Come on, come on. There's no strings. Here you go. Listen. There you go. Now now listen, don't put it in the box when you leave, because I know that's the Christian thing to do and people are going to be watching. Thank you very much. 100 bucks. Wow. Now y'all, y'all be careful with that because the ink's not dry. We printed it. (laughs) How many people have a birthday in June? Birthday is in June. Yeah, mine's the 24th, you wanna write that down? I will have a gift list on Amazon. And by the way, you can go ahead and send gifts if to me for my birthday, it's a big deal. We can celebrate it all year, all right? That's the one thing about birthdays is you know your birthday. You know, many of you know your spouse's birthday. Um, All the moms know their kid's birthday. Dad, you're vaguely aware of the month that they were born. Um, Some people know their pet's birthday. Chance's birthday, my dog, is, is October 27th. I knew it was October, but Karis was in the first service and had to remind me it was the 27th. Um, all of us remember our birthdays, and, and most of us have a, a, a special date that we remember, like our uh, anniversary. Um, but for me, for me, and if you've been around um, for a while or you've heard me preach, you know about this date right here in my life. May 27th, 1990. Now, to most people, that's just an ordinary day. In fact, um, some of you weren't even born on this day. You don't remember this day, but this was the day that I gave my life to Christ, and 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 I know for a fact, I know for a fact that that I gave my life to Jesus on this day. Now, this is the reason I'm going to bring this up. This is this is what I call my my spiritual birthday. And, and for everybody in the room, everybody watching online, I don't need you to answer out loud. I would just ask you the question is, is when did you give your life to Christ? When when, when did this day? Now, some people don't remember the day. And, but you just remember I was eight years old in Sunday school or I was nine years old in my bedroom and my mom came in we prayed together. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't, the, the day isn't the thing. I just happen to remember that day. Some of you don't remember the day, but you remember the season that you became a Christian. And that's where we're going to dive in today for two main reasons. Number one, if you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, then whatever that day is in your life, as I preach through this, I hope that you can celebrate it. And second reason is it's very simple, that there are people in this room that today, February 20th, 2022, is going to be the day you give your life to Christ. We saw 13 people in the last service give their lives to Christ. So today, today's your day. And for the person right now that's your heart beating real fast, that's not that's that's not a heart problem. That's Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. You're going to get the answer in a little while. It's going to be great. So we're talking about a guy in the book of 2 Kings, and we've been talking about it for two weeks, and his name is... Naman, no, no, no! Don't try, don't try now. I'll I'll, I'll set you all up for. I'm gonna set y'all for success later. We're gonna we're gonna nail it by the end of the ma- message. His name is Naman. Naman's got a problem. He's got leprosy, and 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 leprosy is that thing that it, you can't ignore it. You know how some of us don't want to go to the doctor? Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. If you ignored leprosy, like your skin was falling off, so you'd be like, I'm fine, and then both your hands fall on the floor. All right, because you're just falling apart, literally. And so, so he was. He he thought he was doomed. But then a servant girl, remember, because he had led a band of raiders, and the servant girl, um, a person that he had captured, said, "If you would go to the prophet in Samaria, he would heal you of your leprosy." And Naaman figured, "What have I got to lose? I've tried everything else." But as we talked about last week, he went to the wrong place and did the wrong thing. And and all of us have done that. There's not one single perfect person in the room. We've all gone to the wrong place. We've all done the wrong thing. That's why we need Jesus. At the end of the day, listen, the only thing that we contributed to our salvation was the sin that made it necessary, okay? Just so we're all on the same page. And so, so he goes to the wrong place, and, and God, remember, God gently pursued him. Name you're close. But he redirected him and brought him to the prophet's house. And that's where we're going to pick it up. That's where we're going to pick it up right there. Check this out. This is great. So we, we, we left last week where we said, so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. So he pulls up in his chariot, mom, mom, and waits. Now, let me ask you a question. You think he was a little nervous, yes or no? Yeah, he's nervous. You know why? He's out of his comfort zone. See, his comfort zone, he's a a Gentile. He's he's used to palaces and kings and banquets and everything, and he shows up at a house where he can hear the word of God. This would be equivalent to, like, going to church for your first time. I don't know about you, but, but I was nervous when I went back to church. And I know, I can see it from the stage. I see, your, like some people, you're like into the message like this. And some people, you sit through the service and I know it's your first time because you're doing this. <laughs> like during the worship, you're, you're elbowing your friend going, that girl's got a question. <laughs> huh? Yeah, she's raising her hand. She's got a question. Do you all ask questions during the middle? No, no. She's worshiping. Oh, okay, I got it. And you're scared, you start asking your friends, hey, hey, they going to break out the snakes? Because if they break out the snakes, I'm gone. Let me make y'all a promise. Somebody breaks out a snake, I'm gone too. So There's <laughs> somebody here going, I got a pet snake, Pastor P. <laughs> we have a care team and you need help, all right? I just <laughs> throw it out there. So, so he's nervous because he shows up at church, and many of us, when we went to church or we came back to church, we were, we were kind of nervous, we we're kind of jittery, we're not really knowing what to expect, because at the end of the day, I mean, oh my gosh, are they going to call on me, am I going to have to stand up, or am I going to say anything? And so then it gets crazy. Watch this. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him. We're going to talk about why that was important next week. With this message. Go and wash yourself seven times. There's a number. Y'all know I go crazy over numbers. We're going to talk about that because that means something. Seven times. In the Jordan River. If you're a parent of a teenage boy, you would be glad if they did wash seven times a year. But, like, he did just seven times at the same time in the Jordan River. Then, watch this, your skin will be restored and... You will be healed of your leprosy because God always wants to do more in us than we could imagine. Now let me point out a couple things. Go wash yourself seven times. Now that's dedication, right? I, I was thinking about this, um, how to illustrate this best, and I was thinking about skydiving. How many? I ask this often. How many have went skydiving before? You've gone skydiving, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going probably within the next year or two. Don't worry, I got a great life insurance policy. Probably shouldn't have told some of y'all that. Um, but I'm going to go with, with my daughter because that's what she wants to do for her birthday. And she said, will you go skydiving with me? And I'm like, yes. And and I thought skydiving was like the ultimate, I mean, you got to be, but at the end of the day, you're strapped to another person, so you don't die alone. Um, but you're strapped to another person the first time you go. But then Shannon and I were watching TikTok the other night. We watch Yeah we do. Listen, we watch TikTok every night. That's what we do to unwind. We watch TikTok. And I saw something on there that that literally raised my adrenaline. I couldn't go to sleep. Some of you have seen this. It's true. A guy jumps out of a plane, no parachute, nobody to catch him, and lands in a net. There's not enough crack on the planet to get me to do that. Some of y'all in here, I'd do that. <laughs> well, yeah, you and your pet snake. Um, that's 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 insane. But we could we could all agree that that guy maybe he's got a screw loose, but that's dedication, wouldn't you say that? Now the reason I bring that up is because Elisha said, "Go wash yourself seven times." And it's interesting that he would say, seven, by the way, wash yourself. Um, in Hebrew, that's more of like immerse yourself, like completely go under the water seven times. It's not like put some on your shoulder, like go under the water seven times. Seven is the number of completion. So in other words, completely immerse yourself. Complete dedication. In other words, jumping out of the plane with no parachute. That's dedication. Seven times, watch this. In the Jordan River. Not just any river, the Jordan River. Now, this is kind of cool because oftentimes in ancient literature, the Jordan River is symbolic for the person of Jesus. So you could almost say to the person who's here today and you don't know Christ, immerse yourself in Jesus and you'll be restored. And healed. That's a promise. And, l- and let me show you why the Jordan is so important. This is, I love maps. It's the map. 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 Somebody got paid money for that song. It's what blows my mind. This is Israel. This is Sea of Galilee. Down here is the Dead Sea. This line right here is the Jordan River. Right here is Mount Nebo. The reason Mount Nebo is important is where. That's where the Israelites received the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Levit- Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. But then when they crossed the Jordan, they're into the promised land. Now, the reason this is so important is the Jordan River is symbolic of Jesus. So over here, we're under the old covenant. When we meet Jesus, we're under the new covenant. Old Over here, we're dead. Over here, we're alive. Now, here's what's funny about becoming a Christian. Many people think, well, when you go from here to here, life is great. But when the Israelites crossed the Jordan River, the first thing they faced was Jericho coat, the first thing they faced was a battle, not a blessing. I'm here to tell you, if you give your life to Jesus, because you've all heard, if you just give your life to Jesus, your dog will always go to the bathroom outside, and your cat will run away, and your car will always start, and your kid will get into college. I'm here to tell you, when you give your life to Jesus, it doesn't make life easier, it just makes you stronger. Now, I could talk about this map for for the rest of the message, but I'm not going to, because that's another... we, if they ever, if, if, if the COVID would ever just calm down, we'll go to Israel. Take the whole church. <laughs> there ain't no way I'd take everybody in this church to Israel. <laughs> We'd get kicked out of the country, all right? Watch this. But, but Naaman became angry. I was having dinner with some friends. Um, I'm sorry, I was having lunch with some friends Thursday. And I was talking to them. We were kind of talking about issues. Um, They come to our church. Great, great, great people. And I was telling them about my story, about my anger issues. I have anger issues. They're better than they used to be, not where they need to be. And we're talking about how you you could put a table full of drugs in front of me. We... Crack, cocaine, meth, no temptation. I, I literally have no desire for any of that stuff. And some of y'all are like because you haven't tried it. Well, I mean, I've been around it, but I've never I just I just don't want it. But it doesn't make me better than anybody else. You know why? Because while I have that area of my life under control, I get angry. This week. There's a car. <laughs> it's always in traffic there was a car coming towards me. Now let me describe this car. If you've got one of these cars, I'm not making fun of you. I actually am making fun of you, just a little bit. But it was a, I call it a Steve Urkel car. You know what I'm talking about? One of those little, little, little little bitty cars you can barely fit in. If you fart, you blow all the windows out. You know what I'm talking about? That kind of car. So this person lives around my area and they were in their little Urkel car and they're now I drive a truck and it's it's monster. It's I call it the beast. It's a monster. And so I'm in my lane. I am driving the speed, li- I am driving slightly above the speed limit. <laughs> and this car is coming toward me and it's coming off the bridge, and he's going around some potholes because his car is delicate and he does not want to injure the Urkelmobile. <laughs> the problem is he's in. My lane coming towards me. At this point, I'm like, what does he want me to do? I slowed down a little. I wasn't going to swerve. I wasn't going to stop. I figured, you know what? My car's about to eat your car. We're going to keep on going. When he was about 10 feet away from me, he swerved back this way. Well, I'm a southern gentleman. Southern man, at least. So I looked at him, and he gave me a look that told me to go to a place that I cannot go because I'm a Christian. <laughs> and in that moment, I'm a Second Amendment guy. <laughs> I have two guns in my truck at all times. I won't go shoot him. I just thought if I popped both tires <laughs> and videoed the whole thing, that I literally was so angry in that moment because the look he gave me now we all have those issues we all have that thing that thing that whether it's anger whether it's um emotional like hurt um depression anxiety we all have that thing or that habit or that thing Naaman was angry and stalked away I thought pause if I'm there I'm gonna lovingly tell Naaman Naaman listen bro Who cares what you think? If your thoughts could get you to where you needed to be in life, you wouldn't be here. Do you think Naaman had tried other things to cure his leprosy, yes or no? Absolutely. The culture he was from was a very religious, superstitious culture. We're going to talk about that next week, too. Very religious, very superstitious. He had tried everything. He had done the infomercials. He, he had, you know, gone on the internets and tried to order all the stuff from Amazon.com and nothing was working. So Naaman, nobody really cares what you think because you're here because you messed up. But he said, I thought that he would certainly come out to meet me. He said, I expected, pause. There's people in this room mad at God. Because he didn't do what you expected him to do. But the problem with that is he never promised to do what we expected. Hey, I'm not, I'm not judging you. I was mad at God for six, seven years because my mother had cancer. And I specifically asked God to take away the cancer, and he didn't do it. He didn't do what I expected him to do. And so I was angry. And there's some people in this room... You're angry with God maybe because he didn't do what you specifically asked him to do. But at the end of the day, he didn't promise that. And this is kind of fascinating. He said, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy. That'd be kind of a cool trick, huh? Just whoosh, leprosy's gone. Reminds you of Harry Potter, doesn't it? Just whoosh. y'all know they're coming out with a new Harry Potter movie. Um, it's it's one where he's like 50 years older um, it's, and he's got some problems that old men have. They're calling it Harry Pooter. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> sorry, it's a preacher joke. Y'all can tell that one to your grandkids. Y'all can't tell half the stuff I say. That's, I <laughs> wave his hand over and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. I, I thought he's going to do all this stuff. He didn't do it. So Naaman's mad. Just like some of us, we've been mad at church. We're mad at church right now. We're barely here. Mad at God, mad at Christians, mad at everything. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farpar better than any of the rivers of Israel? Probably. they probably cleaner. I don't know. Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. It went from anger to, if you don't deal with your anger, it'll turn into rage. That was free. This is what I love. Not a trick question. See who's paying attention. What river did Elisha tell Naaman to wash in? The Jordan, right. The Jordan River. Mm hmm. Settles the argument, doesn't it, between who's better, Le- LeBron James or Michael Jordan? We don't have a LeBron James river, but we got the Jordan. by the way if you're having that argument you just don't know basketball um but he's he's got a problem he said he said go to jordan which by the way don't miss this because the metaphor is powerful the jordan is symbolic of jesus and this shows how pluralistic sometimes our thinking is because he was like why has it got to be the jordan river why can't it be the damascus river why can't it be the Abana? Why can't it be the Farpa? Why, why has it got to be the Jordan River? Because the Jordan River is symbolic of Jesus, sir. And the only reason, only way you're going to get clean. And listen, you can go to the other rivers and get wet, but you can't get clean. You say, Pastor P, how does this, how does this apply to to, to us today? This is a great question. Let's say you came up to me after the service and you said, Pastor Pete, I want to send you a letter. I want to send you a birthday present. What address should I send it to? And I said, it don't matter. Just get an envelope. Put any address you want to on it. Sincerely believe that that is going to be the address, and I will get the package. Nobody would go, all right, (laughs) Except the people with a pet snake. Um, most of you would say, somebody next needs to check Pastor P's water bottle. Because vodka don't put off a smell. Some of y'all are wondering right now, ain't it? <laughs> See, you can be sincere and sincerely wrong at the same time. Naaman had a problem with... He said, that river, that, say, Pastor B, what would this mean in today's society? This would be like somebody saying, why do I need Jesus? Why can't I be Buddhist? Why can't I be Hindu? Why can't I be Muslim? Hey, those religions will get you wet, they won't get you healed. And let me tell you why, and I'm not being disrespectful, I'm just being honest. A dead person can't help you. A dead person cannot help you, Pastor P, unpack that for me, I'm glad you asked. You can go to the tomb of Buddha today, and he's in there. You can go to the tomb of Confucius today, and he's in there. You can go to the tomb of Muhammad today, and he's in there. But if you go to the tomb of Jesus Christ, there is a sign that says he is not here, he is risen. And a an alive, Jesus coming alive in us makes all things possible. That's why I believe I've been, I've been to, I've been to Israel. I didn't tell the last services. I'll tell y'all this. There's there's two places they debate, they fight over which place. Some people say it was the garden tomb, and some say it was the church of the holy sepulcher. And they're fighting about which place was it. Did Jesus come out of this tomb? Did Jesus come out of this tomb? I remember being over there one time going, hey, he's so alive. Then he emptied two tombs. (laughs) Nobody's having the argument. Did he, Roz? We're trying to fit. Let's just say he did both. (laughs) What happens next is crazy. But his officers tried to reason with him. That right there is mind-blowing. Because were these officers Christian? No. They were Gentile. Isn't it funny how God will consistently pursue us? He pursued him first through the servant girl. Last week he pursued him through the words of Elisha. This week he's using some non-Christian guys to, to lead him. Isn't it funny how God will pursue us? You know how I know it's funny? There are people here right now today that there was a time in your life you said you would never step foot in another church. You're wrong. Hey, I, so was I. I used to be. I'm not. I'm not going. Not going to church. Stupid church. All right, I'll go, but I ain't gonna like it. I ain't singing that stupid, stupid. I'm. I'll sing, but I ain't listening. I'm not. I'm not gonna listen. I'm. I'm not, you know what, I'm yours, Jesus. That's how, I mean, I, I went kicking and screaming. So his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, the prophet, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply. Our next step with Jesus isn't always easy, but it's always simple. Go and wash And be cured. Isn't it funny how God will get our attention? You remember, some of y'all remember back during the day where we used to read billboards. I still read some sometimes. But do y'all remember the God billboards? I I didn't quite know how to feel about those. Like, sometimes I laughed and sometimes I was like, oh man, somebody should be slapped in the face. (laughs) They probably have a pet snake. Like this one. I don't know how I feel about this one. We need to talk, God. Ah, I mean, okay, but did he put that billboard up? Ah. This next one might be one of my favorites because it's true. Every day I get more prayer requests for car parks than anything else. You people need to start thinking bigger, God. You know why there's not a lot of laughter there? Because some of y'all went to Target this week. If you just bless me with a parking place. (laughs) And you get mad when you have to park far away. You know what's even funnier? People that go to the gym and get PO'd because they got to park far away. You're at the gym, my God! (laughs) But this next one I'm going to show you is, this is a true story. This isn't a preacher story. Sometimes you'll hear stories, you'll go, oh my gosh, this is a preacher story. Totally made that up. This is not made up. This happened to a friend of mine about 15 years ago whose occupation was, get this, buddhist energy coach which i've never put the words buddhist and energy together like somebody's truly buddhist they're like zinned out they're the happiest people in the world (laughs) buddhist energy coach and we have a mutual friend who's a pastor who was trying to reach this guy and they they established a relationship and he was telling them about jesus for for years and and finally The guy that didn't know Christ literally said to my friend who's a pastor, I need God to make it clear to me. I I literally need a sign from him. My friend said, well, just ask God for a sign. Just ask God for a sign. He said, all right, I will. Two weeks later, he's living in Florida. Lives in Florida. He's driving down the road, and he said, God, if you're real, I need for you to make it obvious. I swear to you, he looked up and saw this sign. <laughs> He's a Christian now. <laughs> no, he gave his life to Christ that day. He called He called my buddy. He was like, you're not going to believe this. And my friend's like, y'all, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Gave his life to Christ. And listen, God... God 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 has made himself obvious. And so, so the story continues. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times. Now, he's probably a little skeptical, just like many of us. I'll bet you the first time he went under and came back up, he looked and said, didn't work. But there's always that one guy. You know what I'm talking about? The one guy? The one guy that's always keeps scoring the basketball game. Like when you're playing pickup basketball, he's always got the score. And he's, on, he's, on the, he's on the bank of the river. He's the engineer going, that's one name and you have six to go. <laughs> Divided himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as as the skin of a young child. A southerner would say his skin became as smooth as his baby's butt. And he was healed. (laughs) Now, I had to be careful with this illustration because in the last service, the person that did this was actually in the service. But I can be a little bit more loose right now. I feel a little bit more free because they were staring at me. I didn't make eye contact with them. But I get some unique questions sometimes. Email, social media, dear God. I'm just going to write a book one day and just print the questions. But this person, I think it was a Facebook message, said, I've got, would you mind if I ask you a personal question? I know this person well. I said, I don't mind at all. Person, DMs me back and says, what do you do for your skin? (laughs) I said, well, I got like this scrubby thing, and I scrub my face in the shower. I literally, I was like, what do I do with my skin? Now, listen, I'm not judging because everybody in here is concerned about your skin. you, You try those wrinkle creams, right? Getting the wrinkle cream and the skin treatment and, and Botox. I ain't judging. I'm going to have some work done one day. I'm all, I am. I'm telling you all right now. I know it because, number one, I had a friend come up to me about six months ago, and he's a good friend, and I love him. But he said, would you mind if I ask you a personal question that might be a little offensive? I said, no. He said, have you ever thought about a facelift? <laughs> have you ever not been conscious about something until somebody said something? And the second thing, the second reason I'm going to have something done is because my, my grandfather and my father both had the gobbler, the turkey neck thing, like, that hung way down here, and I don't want that. It wasn't as bad with my dad, but my grandpa, if he looked this way and went and killed seven people, like, they, they, it was unreal. So I'm going to have something done right there one day, God help us all. That's like, I don't know what I do with my skin. I, I reached out to my doctor. I did. I said, listen, man, I said, I got, I had somebody ask me, what do I do with my skin? And, you know, we got my medication right. Is anybody, man, he, he laughed so hard. He's like, you want me to tell you what you do for your skin? I was like, I would love to know. He said, you sweat. He said, you're gross. You sweat like nothing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> There's no impurities in your body, Perry, because you have sweated them out. I said, so literally my answer to this lady is, I sweat? He said, yep. So I responded back. I sweat. <laughs> now I was thinking, the reason I was thinking about that is because some of you, you didn't think about your skin until I started talking about it. And I've seen some of you reach up and start touching your face a little bit. <laughs> right? The skin is the largest organ in the body. Like if our skin disappears, like we that's a Stephen King book right there. It's 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 crazy. That's the reason it's so important because if we think about Naaman and we think about his skin, hold on, wait a minute. He was a, he was a warrior, right? He was the chief of the army. He was the leader. So, so he made his living holding swords and spears. And let me just ask you a question. Do you think his hands were calloused? Yes or no? You think his feet were calloused? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think maybe because he was a warrior, you don't reach the position he's reached If you hadn't got a wound or two, you think he's got some scratches where he had maybe been scratched or stabbed or bruised. You think his skin looked a little jacked up? He was outside a lot, and in the in the Middle East, in that part of the world, your skin just gets like leather. It's like he'd just gone to a tanning bed every day for like 40 years in a row. He probably looked, he his skin was probably jacked up, is all I'm saying. And he had this spot, maybe right here, just a spot of leprosy that was growing. So all of his skin is messed up. There's a spot of leprosy. But when he goes and immerses himself in the Jordan, in other words, when he gives himself to Jesus and his skin, how much of his skin? All of his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. God didn't just heal the spot of leprosy. He healed him completely and fully. He got brand new skin. It's almost like he was Born again. See, God don't want to just handle that issue in your life. He wants all of it. That's why when we give ourselves to Christ, we're forgiven. Past, present, and future. Because he's outside time and he knows what we're going to do. And the payment's been made on the cross anyway. So, Naaman, Naaman comes back and he took everybody with him. And he found the man of God, and they stood before him, and Naaman said, now I know, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Now, that statement is so huge, and I'm going to tell you why next week, because it's massive. But not only, this passage right here shows that not only did Naaman get healed on the outside, he got healed on the inside as well. Sometimes we see the work that God wants to do in us and sometimes the greatest work that God wants to do in us, the seeds are planted for years to come and it's going to be greater than we could imagine. But it don't happen unless we meet Jesus. Jesus was having a conversation conversation in John chapter 3 with a man named Nicodemus who was a Pharisee, which meant he had memorized the Old Testament. How much of it? The whole thing. He was godly. He he prayed, he went to tabernacle, he went to the temple, he did everything right, and he's talking to Jesus, and Jesus says this to him. I'll tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again. So we know our birthday But when was the day or when was that season that you met Christ? Because for me, it's May 27th, 1990. I can tell you how it happened. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in youth choir and we were preparing for a mission trip. I'd gone to church and gotten involved. And we were singing a song in youth choir before the service started. It's when we practiced by Twila Paris. And the name of the song was, Do I Trust You, Lord? I've been going to church for four or five months and I was, I was wearing that song out, man. I was singing it. And God spoke to me as clear as I've ever heard him. And he said, you can't trust me because you don't know me. Close my book. I waited till our first only staff member I saw was Pastor Tony. He was over the choir, and as soon as it was over, I like rushed him. I said, Man, I need I need to get saved. And his eyes got big. Later on, he told me he was so scared to not lead me to Jesus. So he just took me into his office and he opened up his Bible and he said, Period, right here in the book of Romans. I said, Tony, I know what the book of Romans says. I just need you to lead me, because I, I don't want to get it wrong. He said, Perry, you can't get this wrong. I said, Tony, I can get anything wrong. And Tony prayed with me on May 27th, 1990, at 645 in the choir room at Brushy Creek Baptist Church in Easley, South Carolina. And Jesus came into my life, and he changed me. Now, let's say this chair represents the cross. This is me before I met Jesus. This is me after I met Jesus. Let me tell you just a couple things. I've screwed up way more on this side of the cross than I ever did over there. I've got more regrets in my life on this side of the cross than I ever did over there. I I mean, the stuff I've done on this side of the cross is way worse than the stuff I did on... The only difference is, over there, I had to carry the weight. Right here, I'm forgiven. And I had the strength... I have the strength to overcome anything that comes my way. Hey, most of you know my story. Sometimes on this cross, the enemy will drive you to your knees, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you might knock me down devil, but you won't take me out because the spirit of the living God lives in me. And because he is alive, I'm alive. So today, I'm going to ask some of you to give your life to Christ. Some of you, you know it's you. And we're going to do something a little different for invitation. Because some of you are like, today's the day I'm going to raise my hand. That's all. We're not raising hands today. And the reason why is because I want you to remember. I want you to remember this day. So I did something. I I, I literally took a magic marker and I and I wrote something down for you. This is this is what I got. It's right here. This is a note from Pastor P. Um, and I wrote the date and then there's the second chance little logo thing.
1: And the reason I want you to
0: have this is because I want for you to be able to put this somewhere where you can be reminded on the good days and the bad days you gave your life to Christ. You're forgiven unconditionally loved, accepted, and like, like Jesus wants to do a greater work in you than you could imagine, but it begins with you giving your life to Christ. So here's what we're about to do, and it's going to be amazing. We're about to stand in just a second. I'm going to lead in the salvation prayer, and then at the end of that prayer, I'm going to take these cards and I'm gonna stand right there. And if you pray this prayer to receive Christ in your life today, I just want you to come get a card. I want to give you a card and a hug. That's what that's what I want to do. I wanna get and, and so you so you can know this isn't for me. This is for you, so you can remember that this is the day you prayed to give your life to Christ. And for those of you that are, and I get this, but I want you to listen to me. For those of you that are there going, I'm going to pray the prayer, but I'm not going to go forward. Jesus Christ hung naked and bleeding on a cross for you. You can step out of a safe place and walk forward and get a card if you've given your life to him. So let's stand. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just want to ask Holy Spirit for you to move in this room and for you to draw people to yourself. If you're in this room and you're a Christian, I want you to just pray right now. Thank God for your salvation and ask him to save people. And if you're in this room right now and you know you need to give your life to Christ, you know that's what you need to do. That's your next step. I want you to pray right where you're standing right now. I just want you to pray this in your heart. I want you to pray, Jesus Christ, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the grave to save me from my sins. And right now, Jesus, I receive you into my life. Take over and be Lord. Show me how to live the rest of my life for you. In Jesus' name. My head's still bowed, now still closed. If you just prayed that prayer to receive Christ, I just want you to look up at me. I'm not going to call you out. I just want you to look up at me. This is for you. I want you to remember February 20th, 2022 is the day you received Christ. And when I count to three, I want you to step out of your aisle and come get your card. Because if, listen, you can do this. And as you do, what are other people going to say? We're going to, we're going to clap, we're going to sing, we're going to celebrate because you crossed over from death to life. So if you gave your life to Christ, on three you come down. One, two, three. Let's do this right now. Let's do it. Amen. Amen.